Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is not for debate. This is uh, G Money filling in for DeVore. Uh, just want to you know let everyone know that you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to look at the you know the Instagram page and also Twitter. Uh, what's up, Havoc? How are you? Doing good, man. You know, yeah, good out out here out here in these uh, out here in these internet streets uh, talking about sports. How you doing? I'm good, brother. It's nice to see you. I just wanted to give you praise for last weekend, last Saturday. Sorry, I didn't. I, you know, I, I I enjoyed your insight. It was very, very good. I try. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? I think I think what you guys. I think it all just comes down to trying to be, try to give informed opinions, but also speaking from an authentic place. And if you right. can merge those two, I mean, you know, you're you're, you're doing all right. Good, good. Okay, so the first topic I want to touch on is the NBA Finals. Right now, it's sitting at Phoenix Suns uh, up 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks. I personally thought Milwaukee would get one of those games uh, in Phoenix, but the way that Phoenix is playing, they're playing very fast, very efficient. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough because, you know, Milwaukee went down 2-0 to, to you know, Brooklyn, but they, they were able to come back and win the series. But, you know, that's a different different series. Yeah. So my my first question is, do you have any hope of Milwaukee coming back? Well, first, uh, first thing I'll say is it's hard to make a comeback when the point guard on the Suns is out coaching your head coach. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if you if you kind of take a look at what the Bucks are doing, right? Giannis is doing what Giannis is supposed to do. Right. I think the issue they're having is well, number one on defense. When Brick Lopez is in the game, he's standing at the three-point line. <laughs> uh, I think second is, and this is something you, they have a bunch of very savvy defend, very savvy defenders. Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Chris Middleton. They had a bunch of really savvy defenders on that team, but for for whatever reason, Phoenix's ball movement and their ability to actually run a coherent offense as opposed to what Milwaukee's doing, which is give the ball to Giannis and stand around. And, Mm. you know, if Chris Middleton isn't going, they don't have, they basically don't have a shot. So, you know, Chris Middleton, he's a little bit streaky. He's been pretty consistent in the playoffs, but he had, you know, a pretty subpar game. Him and Drew Holiday, I mean, at that point, he, Giannis has no one else to really lean on. So, it really comes down to not not about containing Giannis because I think the Suns' strategy is let Giannis do what he does, but you know to a certain extent he's kind of it's hard to lock him up. You just want to try and slow him down, but you can lock up Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. You can lock up Chris Middleton. I mean, Chris Middleton. You know, you can you can make the argument. You know, Drew Holiday kind of locked himself up the last game, but these are guys that can be stopped. So. You know, I was listening to what Shaq was saying the other day, and he was talking about the others. You know, you can you can't really stop the main guy, but you can clamp down on the other guys. And I think you see what what Phoenix is doing; they're choking up the other guys. And Giannis, exactly. Giannis and Giannis isn't really a ball, isn't a playmaker, right? He's not a guy that's going to get other guys involved. Giannis can get his, no problem. But who is? Who is the playmaker? Who is the distributor on the Bucks that 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 gets their offense out of a stalemate 
when it's just Giannis at the top of the key and everyone's staring. There's no you one really what? there. If you take a look at the stats, I mean, Giannis had 42, 12, and 4. Yeah. Take a look, take a look at Brooke Lopez, 8 and 9. Middleton, mm-hmm. 11 and 8. Drew, like, they got to play better, man. Like, come on. Like, he, I wouldn't blame Giannis for so far them being down. I mean, the first game he had 20 and 17. He comes back and, sco- and scores 42 on a bad knee. Mm-hmm. He's doing all he can. It's the others that have to step up. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think. I don't think I don't think I don't think Giannis is catching any heat either. I think people no. see people are seeing what he like he is doing what he what he does. And mm-hmm. you know, I've heard several people say, you know, Chris Mel Chris Middleton is really the guy on that team. No, he's not. That is he's enough not. with the yeah. nonsense. Chris Middleton is not the guy on that team. He's a good player, but I think what you're seeing is he's showing you why he's best suited as a number two. Because or number, number three. Or number three, because, you know, even as a number two guy, you shouldn't be having 11-point nights. You know what I mean? Like, and if your number one guy is having nights like that, then your your team has no chance. Uh, mm-hmm. So, hey, man, it, 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 it's starting to look like the, the main difference is Phoenix has someone on the floor that can orchestrate an offense. So, it re- so when they go into lulls, they don't dig themselves deeper than they need to be doing with Chris Paul orchestrating that offense with the Bucks. Let's say Giannis isn't on the floor. Who are you afraid of? Who you yeah, got to worry about? The guy that should orchestrate the offense for Milwaukee should be Drew Holiday, but I don't know. Like he he's he, he doesn't play aggressive enough. When he plays aggressive, like in Game Five and Game Six against Atlanta, you, they you know they were the better team. They were a good team. But yeah. I think he is more important than Middleton, in my opinion. He needs to play more aggressive. Yeah, Drew. I mean, like Drew Holiday is a really good role player. Like he's a very talented player. He's, you know, all NBA caliber defensively, but offensively he gives you enough. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, he's not really a guy like, hey, Drew, get get the offense going. Like he's talented, but that's not really his his bread and butter. That's supposed to be Chris Middleton's bread and butter. Is just he's just a good defender and just a a pure scorer. But if you look at the Bucks, ball distribution. Who is mm-hmm. their main person in terms of ball distribution, getting other people involved? It's not really there. It's not really there. So, you know, it looks it looks like you know I I think I think this is going to be a gentleman sweep. You know, the Bucks will get one just mm-hmm. just just off the strength, but. I think I think the Suns got it. Yeah, Bridges. Uh, you know enough about the Bucks. About the Suns, mm-hmm. you got Bridges with twenty-seven and, and seven rebounds. You got Aiton with a double-double. Booker got thirty-one. Chris Paul got twenty-three and eight. Like they play balance. You know they play very balanced. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that they were this good. Honestly, didn't think. I thought they would lose against Denver, even without uh, Jamal Murray. But they're kind of. Swaying me. This team is really good, and I think that they can keep going. Um, unfortunately, my view has changed. I don't think Milwaukee c- c- can come back and win this series. I see it maybe going five, maybe six, maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think they can win. There's no way that Phoenix is losing four out of the next five games. That's hard, especially when you got, you know, the main difference is Phoenix has a guy that can get you forty points. They got a guy that can get you twenty. They got two guys that can get you 40 points 
They got a guy that can get you 20 assists, and they got a guy that can get you 20 rebounds in the game. Mm-hmm. The Bucks just don't have that. And that's what it's coming down to. The Bucks just don't have that. You know, if 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 you stop Booker, you still got CP3 and you still got Aiden and you still got them role players. You got Jay Crowder and Bridges and Cam Payton, Cam Johnson. You got a lot of got a lot of guys who know their role and play their role perfectly. Like this mm-hmm. team, I think from just from an organizational standpoint and looking at this team, they got they got the young kid, they got the young players, they got role players that bought into their role, they got the superstars, they got the guys right underneath the superstars, and they got a coach that's tuned in with the team. Because Monty Williams used to coach Chris Paul back in New Orleans. So they, ha- I think when you look at Phoenix, you look at they have all the right pieces for the right job, and they were able to, mm-hmm. to, to make it happen. Right, they don't necessarily have all the biggest names. They don't have all the the, right. the 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 amazing players in the world. They don't have all the veterans in the world, but they got the right people for the right job, and it all came together. It's like gumbo. It's like gumbo that came together, and it all it, it, it's 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 working. It just came together, you know. So, and it's hard because a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're trying to you know build a team like that, if you're one piece off. The whole thing falls apart, but they got they got all the pieces. They got all. Yeah, Monty's the perfect coach. Yeah, for that team. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like you know, kind of like back in the day with when it was uh, Shaq and D Wade in Miami, where you know Shaq is like the obvious, the the headline of the superstar, but you got this young boy Dwayne Wade who's not to be played with. And when you look at the Suns, you got Chris Paul, who's the orchestrator, who is the, the the focus. But you got this young boy Devin Booker out here, who's not to play with. And then you match that up with all the role players. I mean, Jay Crowder is literally a professional role player. He is the role players' role player. Uh, it's you know, it, it's it's not a it's not a secret that he ends up on winning teams wherever he goes, or winning teams want him wherever he is. So, mm-hmm. amen. It's it's it it's it, it all it all came together at the right time, man. And it's been like that all season for the Phoenix, man. They've been they've been running through the league all year. So this really should be imagine a imagine that team. They haven't made the playoffs in since 2010. They've mm-hmm. been one of the worst teams in the league, you know, for that stretch. They come into the bubble and win eight games in a row. They just miss the playoffs and then come back and make it to the finals and get the number two seed in the West. That's amazing. Yeah. That that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show, you know, Brooklyn's out here trying to build this big three. What did James mm-hmm. Jones do down down and down with Phoenix? He signed Chris Paul, and that was the piece that unlocked everything. You know, superstars have a multiplying effect. Most superstars are supposed to make your role players. If your role player is is a is a is a C. With the right superstar and the multiplying effect, he is now a B minus. So, with you have Chris Paul and you got all these players who are too young to question him, there's no mm. one on the Suns roster that can look at Chris Paul and say you don't know basketball. Nobody. So, Chris Paul has full control of that team, and nobody is questioning his decision making. So when he comes out here and says, "Follow me." I will lead us to where we need to go. They're going to listen because they don't know no better. 
and sometimes you can you can use that to your advantage. That's mm-hmm. that 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 is the advantage of youth. You don't know any better, but you need to pair that with with some veteran leadership. And when you see the Phoenix has that perfect blend of young guys, role players, veteran leadership, and the right coach, and it's real hard to get that blend right. But they got that blend right. That's correct. Uh, shout out to Quinte. He just joined the show. What's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? It's good, man, what's going on, Havoc, man? I'm about to do the same thing today. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? Any, any, uh, any thoughts on the NBA Finals? Uh, all I can say is I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so you, you don't have Milwaukee coming back, no? They might win. They might get a gentleman's sweep. It just they don't have I'm gonna say this to you. How Giannis plays, he's not gonna win the championship. He thinks he he thinks he just have to I'm gonna say he does good things. I'm not gonna lie like he doesn't. It is it is something missing. It is something missing. Uh, it's a something missing, missing is a mid range jump shot in my opinion. I, I think he needs, needs to stay away from the three. Go in the mid range. Learn how to shoot mid range. No, his his shot is ugly altogether, but he makes yeah. Yeah. Also, also, I mean, look, the, the Bucks need a playmaker on the floor because it's it's a whole lot of hero ball. It's a whole lot of yeah. just just it's a whole lot of just look at Giannis and, and watch yep. him work. And that, 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 that's I mean, that that works in the regular season. But in the, the in the finals yeah. against Chris Paul, who's out here. You know he's out here masterminding how to how to psychologically break y'all down day yeah. by day. I mean y'all hey, saw what, y'all, y'all saw what happened to Pat Beverly. He lost his, you know, he Pat Beverly broke. He broke Pat Beverly. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, yeah. he broke him. So that's that's what he does, man. That's facts, man. <laughs> and also on a very basic level, I mean, look, I know PJ Tucker and all them, you know, the tough guys. Phoenix. Man, Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix got some tough guys in their squad, man. They got some real tough guys in their squad, man. They, they got, got that perfect young play. guys too. They got young yeah, Cam- athleticism. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cameron Payne is uh he really showed up in these playoffs so far. He's mm. really so showed up. My 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 black horse was he had twenty seven points last night. Yeah, now he's uh Bridges. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bridges, 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 Bridges is showing he, off. He, he can be, he can be. If when Chris Ball say he don't want to, say he want to retire or something, he don't want to play. Bridges is showing that he can do. He can be the second fiddle with Booker. Like he can, mm. he can score a little bit. Mm. If he can it, work on just uh, work on that fadeaway and a couple of little mid range, it'll be nice, man. Be nice. You know what? Well, he's nice really, already. What's really good is. They don't ask him to do too much. He's outperforming yeah. his role, which is yeah. exactly what you want, right? It's like, hey, I need you to come off the bench. I need you to give us a little, you know, give us a little yeah. action, give us a little energy. And he's outperforming his role because he knows his role. And you look at the Bucks, you know, sometimes Drew Holiday don't look like he want to shoot. Then yeah. he comes out in the first quarter, the next game puts up nine shots in one quarter. So yeah. that tells me he don't quite understand what his role on this team is. He doesn't, you know, and I think that 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 plays throughout the Bucks roster is you got a whole lot of guys who are very talented, but you know it's 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 almost like hey, just get in where you fit in, and it's like get in where yeah. you fit in works great when you have more talented people in the regular season, 
when you get to the playoffs, you better have a system. You better have that that top of the key pick and roll right. You better have your defensive. You better know defensively what you're doing because game one, you're switching everything. Game two, mm-hmm. you're trying to man up a little bit more. But since you switch yeah. everything all season long, you can't play that style of defense now because you've been playing yeah. the other style of defense all season long. So yeah. you, it, in very short, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, you – I hate to say it, but your coach, your coach kind of screwed you because yeah, your coach had yeah. you playing. Your, your, your coach had you playing preseason ball all year long, and now you're in the finals. You need to play big boy ball against a, an offensive mastermind who's trying to psychologically break y'all down every single yeah. game, and you don't have and you cannot match him, and you don't yeah. have a system in place where you no. can just it's automatic. You run these plays, you run these plays, you run these plays. Right? I heard Mike Budenholzer talk about, hey, let's. Let's 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 stay fresh. Let's stay energetic. Let's stay random. What do you mean stay random? You better run these plays. Mm. Y'all about to get swept up out the finals. Y'all better run mm. these plays. So, hey, you, you you might have a coach that can get you sixty wins in the regular season, but it's starting to smell like Mike D'Antoni. Just keep him out the oh, playoffs. Man. Oh <laughs> man, starting to smell like Mike D'Antoni to me. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni, <laughs> mark my word, will never win an NBA. NBA championship as a head coach because you cannot have a head coach that does not care about defense. It does not work. It's the reverse for um, what's the coach's name from Milwaukee? He mm-hmm. he doesn't care about offense really. He <laughs> yeah. says, figure 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 it out, but play defense. That's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed but, to be an offensive guy too, right? Like running, running, yeah. running that that motion yeah. offense. But yeah, hey, y'all better get some plays together because this this you know. Stare at Giannis all day. That that ain't gonna work. They need to Shout take out the ball, to, uh, they need to ahead, the ball out of Giannis' hands. They need to put the ball in Drew Holiday's hands. Yeah, I, that's what I said. Shout and out to uh, Devore. He in, the, he in the chat. It's good, Devore. <laughs> to me, that's the problem, man. Yeah. Well, Giannis is not a playmaker. So having the ball in his hands ain't doing nothing for nobody else. So all of a sudden, all your shooters. They just standing there because Giannis, yep. you know, he puts his head down. He's going straight to the rim, or he's getting a foul. He's doing what he's doing. If you're a, if you're a shooter in the corner, yeah. unless you know three guys collapse in the paint, Giannis ain't passing that ball out. For as He's many right. touches as he gets, he ain't giving you more than five assists. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, they need a real playmate. They they need like a Ricky Rubio, just someone who could just run that offense and yeah. get other people involved. Because you know Drew Holiday, you know he's He's a three and D guy with a little bit of playmaking ability, but he's not a real, he's not a true playmaker. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's it. Before Chris Middleton needs to be traded. <laughs> nah. Man, I don't Middleton, know if it's Chris Middleton's I, fault. <laughs> Middleton doesn't know when it's his turn, I feel. Yeah. They don't have people want to like, they want to compare Giannis, this Giannis to Miami Heat version of LeBron. Miami Heat version of LeBron no, had D Wade. No, I'm just I'm here. I'm telling you what the commentators are saying, not just me. Mm-hmm. Commentators no, 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 are no. saying. Commentators are saying he's that version of LeBron. I don't see it, but still. No, they have totally different games. But by that totally time, LeBron games. had a jump shot. He had a jump I shot. So by that time, yeah. I mean LeBron is a LeBron's a big point guard, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, Giannis is. You know, he's not a passer. <laughs> he can't. To me, 
to me, he's a he's a power forward. Yeah, a true power forward that can who has offensive game. But yeah. they're trying to play him at a small forward or two guard. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> That's the part of his game he can work on, though. Not only the shooting, but the playmaking. I think if he has those two, he'll he'll be perfect. I, I, I don't, I don't think. Let me say this: some players work at it and get better over the years. Get better as they get older. Mm. It's like he stopped. It stopped three years ago. He's doing the same spin move from three years ago. Now it's still working, though. <laughs> it's still working, but let me say this too. Everybody knew when Wade came to the league, Wade is dunking on everybody. Mm-hmm. I've had front rows. I see dunking too. on everybody. He, mm-hmm. he learned how to shoot better. Supposed yeah. to work with him. He, his shot got better. His mid-range got better. That that fadeaway jump, he added tools to his game. Passing got, All I, passing got way better. Yep. His passing got way better. But mm-hmm. you got to remember, when they drafted um, D-Wade, they wanted him to play point guard. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that because we didn't have a point guard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, D Wade, you mind playing some point guard? But you know yeah. what? I I think that goes to show. Sometimes you gotta, you know, this is I don't know if this is a byproduct of the current NBA, but back in the day, you had to have you had to be even if even if you were a specialist, you had to have a a complete skill set. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah. just not be able to defend. You couldn't just not be able to pass. You had to have some fundamental skills, and they taught they 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 brought you up that way. Because if you got a guy like Dwayne Wade, he already knows how to score. Dwayne Wade's always going to know how to score. Yeah. But you get him in the right organization. Says, "Hey, we're going to build up your playmaking ability. We're going to build up your vision. We're going to build up your shot making. We're going to make you a better, more complete player." But in the current NBA, you got you know Giannis, who you know he's made strides in this game, but you know he's. Oh, he's he's a much better version of the same player he was a few years yeah, ago. He's just a much better is. version of the yeah, same he player. Yeah, he got be- he gotten better. He did get better, but he, I'm he saying, but more. within the same the skill same, set, the same skill set. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. No upgrade, no no progression. Yeah, same thing with Bill yeah. with, with Ben Simmons. He's just a better yeah. version of the same, same skill set. It is right? only, it's, it's only like three or four organizations in the NBA that develop players good. Like really good. Miami you got Spurs, Portland, got OKC, Portland, Miami, OKC, Portland, Miami. Yeah, yeah, Eight. Oklahoma City. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That uh, was five. San Antonio. I say San yeah. Antonio. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all look. It's only the winning organizations yeah. <laughs> that, that do that. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you could say you could uh, you could say Oklahoma City just didn't have never had the right coach, but yeah, they, they should have won one. Issue. They should have won. They should have won more than one. But you With know, that they had. They should have. They should have been running the West right now, man. Just yeah, for honest. for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Think about. It. They yeah. just got. They just turned thirty years old. All of them. Yeah, no. Think about it, man. They should. They could have been running the league for seven, eight years right now. But think, think, think about no this. Think about this. Westbrook, James Harden, and Durant. James Harden leaves. They still had Westbrook and Durant. Durant leaves. Then they got Paul George. First, first, first off, they got Oladipo. That didn't work out too much. Then they got Paul George and Melo. Then just Westbrook and, and George. Like they could have, they had, a, they had, they had a lot of great players. Stephen Adams, uh, Ibaka. Uh, they they should have been more more than what they were. And the funny thing is, of all those players, they chose to stick with Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of For all those players, they, they they chose to stay with Westbrook, and they and. 
they could have, and they literally, they literally drafted a big three, and they lost yep. it because they didn't want to pay James Harden what could be considered below market rate. It's true. <laughs> like, like I mean, they look. OKC, they, they can, they can, they can draft with the best of them, but man, all they, they, fumb, they fumbled that bag. All they had to give James Harden forty million dollars that time, and they would have had all three of them. Like all they had to give him was like an extra four million a season. Basically, I think at the time it was uh, either James Harden or Ibaka. I get that you want to keep a big man, but they were still drafting Stephen Adams, so you probably mm-hmm. could have lost Ibaka and to, to keep James Harden. You could have get a big man. You could always replace a big man. You tall people are, you know, yeah, not scarce. You, you don't give up James Harden, but hey, that's that's what they decided. But even well, still, they still had a chance to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 real interesting. I, I think what you see now is. You started to see how important organizations are and how important organizational culture is because the Bucks, you know, looking at the Bucks, they look like a team. They look like a team that tried that was trying to make it to the finals, but not trying to win the championship. Like I think <laughs> the Bucks, I think the Bucks, the Bucks look like a team like, yeah, we have the MVP. We should be in the finals. Now they're in the finals. They're like, damn, we didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> yep. Damn! Now we gotta win this thing. I thought just get like it's almost like just getting to the finals was 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 their trophy. Yeah. Phoenix, I feel Phoenix, like them, but but Chris Paul is not on that game plan. Chris Paul done got his heart broke so many times. He's like, I'm here. I'm not letting this slip out of my hands. So different, different mentality, different mindset. Man, if, if yeah, I, the, the Bucks don't have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bucks don't have it. All right. I want to uh, transition to another topic. The We've hit on the draft this past year a lot. Uh, this one, which first rookie uh, pass catcher will have a better impact in the league? So let's just uh, you know go down the names. We have Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Weddle, Devontae Smith, Kadarius Toney, and Rashad Bateman. Mm. Who, you guys think will have a better impact this year? I want to start with Quinte first. Let's go to Ian. See you in the comments. Oh, I, I, it's hard for me to say. I kind of want to say Chase, but you already got two receivers who are very good already on the team. Then you got Tony from uh, what you call, but he got two veterans ahead of him. Mm. And you got Waddle and you got um, Pitts. Yep. Yeah. And in a way, well, I like Bateman, but look who's playing the football. So I don't, I don't want to say Bateman, <laughs> and I really like Bateman. I'll say Waddle with the impact plays, with the most yards. I believe it's going to be more touchdowns. It's going to be um, Pitts. The most yards might be Chase in that in that order. The impact plays like that you're going to see on Sports Center is going to be Waddle. Mm-hmm. I feel because they're gonna get him the ball in impact time, like an impact player or something like that, deep pass or yeah. a screen pass stick to the house, something like that. And I think that you're gonna have baby Megatron. He's gonna make plays, but he's gonna have a lot of touchdowns. I have a feeling. And who's baby Megatron? Pitts. Baby Pitts. 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 Oh, baby okay, Megatron. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that just I. I 
it's hard to say because I, I want Bateman because I, I feel like I have a feeling Bateman might be the best of all of them. Because just like, okay, take when Jarvis got drafted that year, the same as the rest of the guys, his 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 group, he had the most receptions of everybody. Yeah. He just on a bad team. But I don't know. Isn't the, the knock on Bateman just his size? Say it again. Oh, the knock on Rashad Bateman is just his size, right? He's six one. He's six one. Oh, who am I? I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking of Rondale Moore. I'm thinking of Rondale Moore. Never. Rondale Moore. He's he's a midget. I think him and my girl the same height. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about but Rondale he's fast, Moore. He's fast though, man. That boy's electric, boy. He's yeah. electric. Boy. It's it's that's, interesting. That's a hard one, man. That's a hard one. I, I can't really say. I gotta it, watch the first game and see how it goes. Yeah, it, it's hard to say just because playing with the Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts may not play in in, in a single impactful game the whole season. So, <laughs> you know, you, you may just be getting he may he may ball out, but it may be a lot of empty calories. It may be a lot of garbage time balling out before for Kyle Pitts, but. I, mean, I think he might have a lot of touchdowns though. He's gonna he's gonna be a I I think if 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 you if I was running fantasy, if I was doing a fantasy team and you asked me who I think is going gonna rack it up the most, I'd probably say Pitts. Now in terms of like impactful, like to being the deciding factor between winning or losing, I think probably is Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase has the best opportunity to be a number one receiver by the end of the season. Uh Tyler Boyd is great, but Higgins Higgins taking his yeah Higgins Higgins is nice too. But yeah. I I think I think the runway is clear for Jamar Chase to yeah. be the number one guy down there. You know what I mean? The runway is clear for him to be that guy. Um, you know, uh, Devontae Smith comes down to who's throwing the ball. I mean, yeah. if it's if it's Jalen Hurts, I you know it's, it's I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I like I like Jalen Hurts, but you know, in, in terms of getting the ball to the receivers, now I think the tight ends are going to eat when Jalen Hurts is out there. I think you know the running backs on the screen passes are going to eat, but I don't know how much uh, you know the, the receivers are going to eat out there in Philly. Um, no love for my guy, huh? I I got love for him. I'm just I'm, I got to I got to see how the right situation to fall out. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, and then that I, I don't I mean that that offensive line was I mean they was they yeah. was they was carting them out the stadium by the end of the season last year. That was bad, man. That was a bad, yeah. was a tough situation. I saw y'all y'all had one dude playing right guard. I'm like, who is this guy's a janitor? Who is this guy? But yeah, man. I mean, if if I had to put money down, I, I had to put it down on Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, you, I mean, that type of size and speed, it's, what are you going to do? He's a tight end. They're, you know, he gets, he gets mashed up on a safety. That's over the Shout top. Out to no Shake problem. In, the, in the chat. What's up? What's up? Yo? Shake. Yeah. That's, I mean, Kyle Pitts is going to go over the top on a lot of dudes this season. He's going to yeah, outrun yeah. a lot of dudes. He's going to, he's, he's going to outrun a lot of linebackers. He's going to go over the top yeah. of a lot of safeties this season. That's the thing. That's if I could pick one. Go ahead, go ahead, Quinte. Sorry. Oh no, that's the thing. I don't. It's like it's hard to say, and I don't mean to slight uh, Jaden Hurts, but I do like him. But I got to see how your offense is going to run first before I say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> it's hard for me to say. It's up to three, so it's up to three. 
Hmm. Pitts, Waddle, and Chase. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention Waddle. Waddle. I mean, I think Waddle might. Why Waddle might be in terms of impactful. He may be the most impactful just because he's the, he's the only one of them of all the players we mentioned. He's the only one that is going to be a primary offensive focus on a playoff team. So mm-hmm. he may not have as many receptions. But in terms of impactful games, like deciding deciding whether we win or lose, it might be Waddle. It might be Waddle. Although I, th- I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a monster in fantasy football. Yeah. I will say that much. Yeah. Well, I want to revisit. I know Quinte was in the chat on Wednesday. We had an intense debate. Uh, that was our final debate me, Banks, and Vor about uh, Marvin Lewis versus Mike Tomlin. Oh, my God. Man. Go ahead, Quinte. Go ahead. Uh, have it. Oh, my God. Go Quinte, go ahead, in. Man. I know, I, I know Quinte is ready to go in. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. It's, go ahead, Abby. You know, go in first. It kind of reminds me. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go yeah. in, let me just uh, give you some background. So I don't think the debate was was more what Marvin Lewis was better than Tomlin. I think what Vor said is Mike Tomlin was overrated. And Marvin Lewis should, you know, should be a head coach. So it was more of how can Mike Tomlin be overrated? But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, both can be true. Like Marvin Lewis should have a job, and Mike Tomlin could be overrated. I just, I think Mike Tomlin is properly rated. You know, when you have the track record he has, I mean, you know, he's had a lot of up and up and downs, ups and downs in terms of his team, but. He always seems to keep the team above water. Like the Steelers are never a laughing stock, right? They 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 may never be the best team, and you know particularly um, they seem to fade at the end of the season. But he's able to he's able to put a respectable product on the field throughout his entire career. So I mean it, it's hard to say that he's he's overrated when you got some of these. Co- I mean like. You know, I hate to bring it up, but the, you know, the not everybody, uh, you know, goes out looking good. You know, Doug Peterson, for as as, as he's got a statue in Philly, and he went out looking real bad, like they're laying out looking real bad. So, uh, you know, I think Mike Thomas properly rated. You know, you, you say he's a top five coach. I am. You ain't gonna, you know, you know, the argument over who's the best coach in the league. I mean. You know, whoever's got the most rings in their hand is the best coach in the league. So, you know, that's that's kind of a moot point. But he's consistent. And, you know, if, if you give Mike Tomlin the right players, I don't think he'll fumble the bag. Now, in terms of Marvin Lewis, they gave Marvin Lewis a largely, in terms of like his most consequential players, they gave him some very talented guys that self, that would, that, that you could foresee would self-destruct, mm. right? Like when the playoffs, yeah. like Marvin Lewis got got no playoff wins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could foresee Montez Perfect is going to Montez Perfect in the Pac-Man wrong time. You can, yeah, you can see Pac Man Jones is going to Pac Man at the, the wrong, wrong time. time. And and what happened to playoffs? In the same in the same quarter, it happened. <laughs> you can't put that on Marvin Lewis. So yeah. Marvin Lewis is a very good coach. But he was, and and you could, in my opinion, you could, you should probably give Marvin Lewis extra credit because of what he was able to do 
in what is yeah. universally known as one of the worst organizations in all of football, the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's where I stand that's, on it. That's my Go ahead, whole Quincy. issue. That's my whole issue. I'm not trying to say who's better, but I, me as a say I was a football player, I'd rather pay for play for Marvin Lewis. He knows how to identify with these players. He know how to talk to these players. Yeah, they might f up on the field because they effing up on the field because their adrenaline is up. Somebody said something slick to them. That's why they did something to them on the field. You didn't see none of these players videotaping nobody in the locker room, listening, <laughs> <laughs> listening what the coach got to say. Don't have no respect for the coach. You didn't have any of that. That's my whole thing with the Marvin Lewis and uh, what you call it debate. You, they're both good coaches, but I'd rather have Marvin Lewis as a coach because he took a trash organization, took them to the playoffs eight years, seven years in a row. <laughs> Nobody can't say that. Nobody. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna say, as a as a Dolphin fan, if we went to the playoffs every year for seven years straight, I won't care. <laughs> Even though I want more than the playoffs playoff appearance. I want to win and win a Super Bowl, but end of the day, you're a good team. It's not like he was a trash coach, like he didn't prepare his players. He just they self-destruct at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And to me, those two but, times they self-destruct. Mm-hmm. To me, those two years, they could have won a Super Bowl with those teams they had. I'm just being honest. Being honest with you, they had Rudy Johnson running the ball that time. People forget about Rudy Johnson. Rudy Johnson was the man. Like was that the years. Andy Dalton the time, or was that Carson Palmer? That's Carson Palmer's time. Yeah. Carson Palmer, Pat, okay. Man Jones, you, Pat Man Jones used to mess it up at first. Then Montez Burford came later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They they they, just, they dealt Marvin Lewis some tough some tough hands, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> they they dealt him some tough hands, and you know, I'll say this much. I think I, I think a lesser coach would have broken and quit that yeah. job. Uh, before beforehand, Marvin Lewis yeah. rolled that out until they fired him. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, like a lesser, like Joe Joe Feldman would have quit halfway through the yeah. season on that team. You know what I yep. mean? He would have been all oh, by 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 golly, I just can't get through the Pac Man. You know, like <laughs> like you know, like like it, it takes us it takes a, a a special human being to be able to get these guys focused on a goal for as long as he was able to get them focused. And that's just them. You you had the extreme personality of Chad Johnson or Chad Ochoacinco. A lot of personalities. That, a lot of personalities. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I agree. I give him credit. I think the reason why it was so intense on Wednesday is I think I had a feeling that Vore was trying to say that Marvin Lewis was better than Mike Tomlin. And I was like, oh, and seven in the playoffs. You can't be better if you but, got if you don't but, win in the playoffs. But you you can't. I'm gonna say this. Please. Go ahead. People don't people don't understand this. The coaches coach, and the GM's GM. The GM gets you the players, and Pittsburgh is known to get the best players from the draft. They get the best receivers in the third, sixth round. They found AB in the fifth round. I think mm-hmm. they found all their yeah. receivers in the later rounds. And they always have receivers. They always have a running back. They always have offensive line. They all they know how to develop their players. In in Cincinnati, they do not. Well, let me ask you something. Next something before you continue. Let's say you switch. You put Marvin Lewis on Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin with the Cincinnati Bengals. Same results, different, worse. Like, what do you think? 
I think Marvin Lewis would have won three Super Bowls. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, because he could he could connect with the players and they're gonna listen to him. Think about it. Those players uh, he they got I'm gonna say Marvin Lewis was an offensive offensive coach with that quarterback he has, with the receivers you you can't tell me Marvin Lewis wouldn't be the man. <laughs> it's tough. I'm just being honest. It's hard to say because Marvin Lewis probably would have won more games. <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. It's it's a good point. I think given the same the same resources, you know, Marvin Lewis could very easily be having the same run Mike Tomlin's having right now. Yeah, or more, or more Super Bowls. But, you know, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think they would be comparable, probably. I mean, I would, I would might give the edge to Marvin Lewis, but I mean, I think it would probably be comparable. You know, uh, I, I will say, I do think, I do think, I do think it's interesting, and. We need to give Marvin Lewis a little bit more credit just because nobody has gone to Cincinnati and came out better. <laughs> nobody. So, like nobody has gone to Cincinnati and came out on on on, on a better on a better plateau than when they came mm. in. Almost everybody goes to Cincinnati and gets worse. So if you Fail. can if you can go to Cincinnati and stay there for a, a decade and keep your head above water. You are a special human being. Uh, And, you know, but it's one of those things where sometimes the stink just follows you. Sometimes the stink follows you. And particularly, you know, you you know, I I don't have to harp on the on the numbers, statistics, but, you know, getting getting the second opportunity uh, as a black head coach after after coaching the Bengals. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> that, that, that that's my yeah. whole issue. It's like Marvel hasn't Adam. even had the opportunity to show what he could do with a real organization. I'll say it like that. Yeah. Like yeah. like Marvin Lewis should be the head coach for the New York Giants right now. Yeah, I'll say he, it like that. He should have been the head coach of the Eagles, in yep. my opinion. <laughs> I'm I don't mean no disrespect to the coach you have right now, G. I think Marvin Lewis should have been your coach. Dude, I don't even know who the, who the, who the hell the coach is right now. Like, that's I know, my thing. I know that's yeah. my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these guys getting these head coach positions, and I'm just like, where's their certification at? Like, I, like, like, Mike Zimmer. Got, like when Joe Judge got the head coaching job of the Giants, they had to dig like all the way down his resume like they're like he worked at dairy queen from 98 to 2000 like you know what i mean like they had to go <laughs> yeah. so far down his resume because he doesn't have enough of an nfl resume yet you got a marvin lewis who made you know he made something happen out of you know some 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 box macaroni and cheese so thank you <laughs> it's and you know what it's the same thing they try to put on brian flores earlier on in his in yeah. in, in his first year when they said oh well he can get he can get lesser talented players to win, but can he do it with talented players? Well, if you can get lesser talented players to win, of course you can win with talented players. What are you talking players. about? You, you know what? You know what? Not to interrupt guys, but um, yeah, he right. Yeah, he's he was a defensive coach for the for the Ravens when they were relevant. But um, we're we're missing a guy, um, Jim Jim Cardwell is that is that his name? Oh man, the guy. Yo, he took Detroit the Detroit Lions to the playoffs. Come on now, extra dirty. They did him dirty. Him dirty. He was winning and they fired him. He's yeah. been the winningest coach the Lions have had ever. Ever. 
And they were like, oh, man, you're just not you're just not filling the bill. So no coach before him did as well as he did. And no coach after him has done as well as he did. Yet he wasn't doing good enough. What are you talking about, Detroit? Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's one of them things. And just my whole issue. Um, I think a while back was I don't I think I forgot what I would think I was on this platform, and I was talking about how if Flores mess up or somebody was talking about it, say if Flores mess up, I think this is might be his last chance because most black coaches don't get a second chance. It looks like if you if you Adam Gaze, you can snow all the lines you want and get a new <laughs> job. <laughs> That's what I don't understand, man. That's what I, I I never understood that, man. And and Lovey Smith, Lovey yep. Smith is a good coach too, man. Yep. And what's his name? Yep. Uh, that's that's coaching Arizona State. Um, oh, Herm Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Yeah. Even what's his coach. name? Uh, before before he passed, uh, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris was a good coach. It's uh, a Denny, coach what was his Denny uh, Green. Denny, Denny Green. Green. He had to go back to college. <laughs> man, like. This, man. Like this, 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 this game, this game is this game These is all wrong, Wade, man. Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips is still in the league as the defensive coordinator, isn't he? De- yeah. Denver. Is, is he at Denver or? I don't know, man. Wade Phillips, I think they, they, Wade Phillips is on a different team every year. Yeah, yeah. he is. Whoever's trying to win the Super Bowl, he's going to that team. That to be the defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know. What 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 we're seeing is emblematic of a systemic problem that yeah. you know subpar I hate to say it, subpar white head coaches keep getting chance after chance after chance. Mm-hmm. And you know, they say, Oh, well, you know, the organization wasn't right, oh, this wasn't right, the GM was wilding out, this was happening, it wasn't your fault. But when it comes out to Marvin Lewis, well, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes out to Marvin Lewis, it's like, well, everyone knows Cincinnati's not a good organization. Yet mm-hmm. We want to hold the fact that they didn't do much against him. But, you know, it, it ain't like he was out there picking the groceries. And he, I, you could very well say he got the most out of what he had. I mean, yeah. can you say, can can you honestly say, did Marvin Lewis get the best out of what he had? I would say probably. He had, he had tangerines and made tangerines juice with it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Honest, man. He yeah. made something out of nothing, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Jim, Jim Caldwell even more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but D- D- Detroit, but Detroit, you know, Jim, I think Detroit might have done Jim Caldwell, even though they did him dirty. They did him a favor because if Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell was, was there long enough and he was successful there, he was successful long enough for his his name not to get trashed on the way out the door. Like when they 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 got rid of him because they thought they could do better, not because he was doing a bad job. They yeah, got him out because he, they thought they could get someone in that someone else in there that could do better. But then they found yeah. out they couldn't. They couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't. So that's how the game goes, man. And it just goes to show the the consistent undervaluing of black intelligence. Yeah, that, that's why I love the NBA so much because they they have a lot of black coaches and they have uh, they they um have a lot of black executives as well. Ex- they, executives, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh, James exactly. Jones, he went from yeah. he went from being he went from following LeBron team to team 
to being GM for the Suns yeah. and in the NBA Finals. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you just got to take a chance on smart people. It's not that hard. You do it with white people all the time. Yeah. That's the problem. But, he, right. but that, that dude is that dude is genius. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mega mind right there, boy. That boy is genius, man. Yeah. His head gets hit and his head gets bigger every year too. You know he's getting smart. Yeah, that's why I call him Mega Mind. That's Mega Mind, man. You know? Just goes to but show, it, man. He probably if, if 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 James Jones finished his career with Miami, he probably would have been Miami's front office. But you know. He, he did he interned before he went over. Okay. I believe did, it. I think he did I think he did the same thing Shane Betty did. Shane Betty left and went somewhere else too. They come okay. here and learn. They, they learn on the go. That's it. Implement it, you know, how they want to do things. Because people got to remember, um, what you call, he was one of the first peak coaches to pick his players and everything. Um, I can't think of the man's name for no reason right now. I can't think of his name. Come on, Pat Riley? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they want to take, take players and terminate assistant coaches? Yeah. Like he, everybody, whoever whoever he coached, they got a job with him. Yeah, I mean, Alonzo, Alonzo's, Alonzo's there yeah. in the front office. D Wade should have been there, but he, I guess he turned out. But still, he's he got he's a, he has a job with Utah. That that's what they do. They bring their players into the front office and make them front office execs. I love the NBA when yeah. they do that. That's it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, the I NBA like does that. not do that. Miami does that. Yeah, no, I mean Miami, the Mavericks, yeah. the Mavericks, the Mavericks, the, they've done that. Yeah. They brought Dirk back. Michael they brought Finley. Jason Kidd back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michael Finley's the Spurs, in the They got they got Tim Duncan at coach coaching every now and then. So I mean, they do it. You can make the argument that Udonis Haslam has been assistant coach for the past five years. True, it's true. It's, I ain't gonna lie. It's true. They ain't paying him to play. They paying him to practice. on the bench and practice and get the players ready. Exactly. They paying him to practice. And you can see the year by year progression of a bad man. That's who he works yeah. I think I think I think because <laughs> when Juwan Howard was on the team, was a coach, um, I think that was their project was Juwan Howard yeah. and and UD. Bam yeah. Bam out of bio was a project. Bam and um Justice Winslow. But Justice Winslow couldn't stay healthy. That's exactly yeah, Justice Winslow couldn't, yeah. Yeah, I but you know what? I, I was sad to see I, him go, man. I was sad yeah. to see him and Richardson go. I thought they should have kept Richardson. Yeah. yeah. Right now, they, they could have used Richardson this year. <laughs> they they could have used both of them. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> yes. I don't... Because think about it. We could have... You know, Miami mm-hmm. makes some good moves. I think, like, not this not this season, but last season when they, they brought in all them veterans... For the playoff, they brought in Iguodala, they brought in Jay Crowder, they brought in a bunch of veterans for the playoff run. Okay. I was like, okay, you you doubling down on what you got. But this year, they went out and got Oladipo. Oladipo was on a training table when they traded for him. He showed up on a training table and he stayed on the training table. Oladipo supposed to be their their ace in the Oladipo, I didn't like that trade. Oladipo. I like it because it's it's an upside. It's a very it's a big upside. I, you know what? When Ola, <clears throat> so when Oladipo was the guy in Indiana, he was what like yeah. third team All NBA. Yeah. So you can see why, but yeah. you also got to understand health wise where he's at right now. Like, yeah, and he you think he's young. He's like twenty seven years old, man. Yeah, no, but but he been injured. He been injured a lot. Yeah, at least for the last three years. Yeah, the last yeah, for like significant I, amount of time. 
And I think he tried to do what Wade do, did, like come back too quick instead of just singing out. Mm-hmm. He said, and I think that's the issue with some some players can do that, some players can't. Some players can manage that their pain, and some players can't. It just he's one of the players who can't. He needs to sit down for a little yeah. while and get better, get healed up, and then yeah. come back and be a hundred percent. To but me, I mean, it's, it's it's a that was a high risk, high risk or high reward. Yeah. Trade, so. mm-hmm. Now That's Miami doesn't have any draft picks until like the year twenty thirty two or something like they don't have yeah. zero draft yeah. picks. Yeah, like man, draft. I mean, you can't trust. You cannot trust Pat Riley with a draft pick. He will give that thing away with the quickness. But it just goes to show when 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 we actually kept our draft picks, what did we do? We drafted Bam, yeah, and we drafted Harrow. So yeah. maybe Pat Riley needs to alter his strategy a little bit because he's been trading away draft picks for a long ever since ever since he hit on Dwayne Wade, he was like, Psh, I'm done with the draft. <laughs> so pretty much basically, basically right? Like who do you, who else he drafted? I, I think you know what happened? I think Oh, we drafted remember the dude we drafted out of high school. What's his name? Darrell Wright. His brother. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That was- yeah, that was we, we drafted uh, Nate, Napier. Nate, remember uh, Shabazz so, Napier? Yeah, Shabazz that, Napier. Yeah. Like, that, that didn't work we out. Drafted, we drafted him because we thought LeBron was going to stay. Right. He drafted yeah. that player because that's who LeBron wanted on the team. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you who really messed it up. Michael Beasley. Michael oh, Beasley yeah, messed it up. Yeah, yeah, Because they took him with the second pick. And I think, I think Pat Riley was like, I'm only drafting, I'm only drafting sure things. Right, like it, yeah. like I don't think anyone knew like Bam was gonna be like an All NBA style center, but yeah. you know he was athletic. You knew he was strong. You knew he could rebound. Yeah. You could play defense, right? Uh, Harrow, it's still undecided what he is, but you know he can, you know he can shoot. You know he, you know, you know he can ball a little bit. He's not really a point guard, but you know he needs to get stronger, man. That's his issue. Yeah. He's too weak. He may, he made yeah. to get, yeah. I mean, you know, but you know, you could, you could be skinny, but the thing is, if you're gonna be that thin. Yeah, you, no, but you he need, to, to, figure, you need to, the to figure out how to play with that, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, precious, even precious, precious Achua, they just drafted. Oh, I like him, man. I like him. He's athletic. He's still on he the team. He can rebounds. Yeah, yeah. He just drafted him last year. What was the guy? What was the guy last year we had? They, they, the, the Heat traded him um, to Portland, I believe. Um, oh, Whiteside. No, 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 no not no, Whiteside. Oh, Derrick Jones dude. Jr. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you should give up. I, I thought you should have kept him, just like. Just like I thought they should have kept James Ennis too, because James Ennis had promise. I remember James Ennis. Ah. I remember James Ennis, Ennis had promise, man. man. He, he yeah. was he was the he was the poor man's LeBron at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember they people people were banging on the door to get to get James Ennis more minutes. He played very yeah. good. He played decent. Though. He played good. He had a decent game. He has a nice game. Yeah, he has yeah. he has a good game. But I think Derrick Derek Jones Jr., they didn't trade him though. He signed a he signed a deal in free agency. He, signed, he, signed, he was a free agent? Years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he wants too much money. He's a good right. player. It's just we couldn't afford him, you know. And he's another player who's always hurt too. Because he, he plays right with reckless a band and he's too skinny. He's like rubber band man. Yeah. He's real skinny, man. Yeah, that's why but he's a role I, player though. But I was I was sad to see Winslow go. But I, I wanted Winslow to stay so bad. But you know what? I saw, I saw, I saw him getting better every freaking year. Man. But you know what? He's been, but <laughs> even, even, but even with Memphis, he's still been injured. Yeah, 
Like, you know, at, at a certain point, you got to call a spade a spade. I like you. We yeah. like you. We like your talent. But it's it's kind of, I forgot which coach said it. I think it was, I think it was like Herm Edwards said it, is your your best ability is availability. The availability, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, what, 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 like Greg Oden, I'm sure Greg Oden was good, but he's out there playing four games a season. No, nah, well, Greg, to do with you. He, he grew, he grew too fast and the knees wasn't ready. He just, his knees yeah. gave out, man. He had bad knees. He had bad knees at the young age, too. Because the tall dudes, that's the issue they have. That's the same thing with Embiid. He got bad knees. Yeah, yeah. He, he can hoop, man. Just them knees, bro. <laughs> like Greg Oden like, had like Greg Oden had like the fifty year old face, and he had fifty year old yeah. knees too. He was the fifty year old version of LeBron in the face. Man, they <laughs> never asked Greg Oden for ID. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm twenty one. I'm not fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, any final thoughts before we close the show? Uh. I mean, as always, it's always a good time to come up here, uh, share views, have conversation, try to have nuanced conversation, something you don't see too much of these days. So, right. uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Have That's a good night, sad. everybody. It's a pleasure, fellas. I had a good day with my daughter, spent all my money. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, man, G, you, where you stand, G? You staying on... Uh, man, you stay too far. I will take my daughter to the zoo in a week, another week on a July twenty something. Actually, I'm 23rd. taking my my son to the zoo next Saturday. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. His, birth, his birthday's on Friday, um, but we're gonna celebrate on Saturday. You going down well. to the Miami uh, Dade? Yep. Yeah, she needs some friends, man. I need to let her hang out with other kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that, no, that's but I'm, taking that. It, I'm taking that during the week. I'm going to take it to the zoo and then uh, Miami Sea Bird the next, the following day. And then that's cool, bro. What's that, what's that place called? Flamingo uh, Gardens. The Frost, the Frost Museum. We're going to take it back to the Frost Museum. Okay. Okay. Come on that's vacation. Cool. So I'm going somewhere. Wait, hold day. on a second. Is the Frost Museum? Is that the Museum of Science and Discovery? In Miami, yes, in Miami. Okay. The one, I remember I used to go the there. Huh? The one on the beach or the on one Bis- downtown? On Biscayne, on Biscayne. Yeah. It's somewhere on okay. Biscayne, I think. I think because I remember that the, 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 the Museum for Science and Discovery also had the uh, the IMAX theater in it, too. Oh, you talking right. about the one in Broward. You talking about the one in Broward. Well, yeah. I grew up in Broward. So that, yeah, that, yeah, the I'm, one I'm, I'm talking about I'm, is in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I'm talking about the one in – wait, I got to take a long ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I hear you. That's the only bad part, but I got just a long-ass ride. Yeah. I think the, the museum I'm talking about is out, out near uh, Las Olas, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was just saying, if you was going to take your son home. Well, you go on a weekend, I go on a weekday. All right. It was a good show. Good Thanks night. for you guys for coming in. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Havoc. Thanks, uh, Quinte, for your insight. Uh, we're back on Wednesday at 9. Again, this is G Money filling in for the VOR. Shout out to the fellas, uh, Banks and Shake. Uh, This is Not For Debate. Hit us up on Facebook and YouTube. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.